Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It is the time. It is the time, 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 time. You guys time. have no idea. Emily and I are rowdy today. <laughs> yeah. We're in a mood. We're in a mood. We're coming at you live <laughs> in a mood. Happy Pride Month, Woo! babies. What a day to be gay. What uh, a day to be gay. I am so happy. This is a wonderful month. For those of you who may not know, June is usually Pride Month because we're commemorating the Stonewall riots that happened in June many years ago that led the way for a lot of the rights that we have today. And it's a great time because, you know, us gays historically have had to live behind closed doors. I mean, we still do <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> and, um, you know, while we've made a lot of progress, we still have a lot of work to do. And it's just wonderful to celebrate who you are and all the hard work that each and every one of us had to put in to finally look at ourselves in the mirror and say, no matter what, no matter the consequences, you are you and that's a wonderful thing to be. So <laughs> Go baby! <laughs> I love that. And you know what else? We have to take a little bit of responsibility because we live in Florida. Yes, we do. Okay. Yay. And with everything that's happened this year, I just want to say right now, we are trying to break a record that I'm assuming has never been broken, which is the amount of times in a podcast to say the word gay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that did it, but we'll see. Well, no, we're just starting. So obviously we are half joking, but not really because I'd really like a certificate. But um, we're in Florida and we're in Miami, which sometimes feels like another country. Oh, honestly. absolutely. 
there it's it's a melting pot there are like so many people so many languages such so many heavy latin influence in florida we're dealing with this uh don't say gay bill which is disturbing and really upsetting and before you say the bill doesn't say don't say gay we know that it's just a nickname thank you <laughs> sorry continue the end <laughs> but anyway um so it makes me really sad that society sometimes i feel like we take 10 steps forward and 35 steps back and you know that's the way of who knows people who live in fear or are afraid of what they don't understand trying to tip the scales in their direction but love is always going to win yeah and um it's conversations like these and and trying to come from the positive perspective and make sure we educate our children and the people around me as much as we can and also you know we're speaking from our queer experience and everybody has a different experience everybody has a different opinion on how to handle these things so we just want to let you in on some of the conversations that we have in in our home in our big lesbian home <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for sure. We're in no way experts. We're no way experts. We are just two gay girls who are sharing our gay experience on this planet. There's two more points for the gay. Oh, babe, ship on your right. Careful. <laughs> um, gay, 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 gay. Just squeezing in as many as I can. Yeah. Good. Take every opportunity that you can. It's the only way we'll be able to do this. Yes. So speaking from our queer experience, see what I did there? <laughs> I loved that. Yes. Queer experience. My queer experience has been really interesting sometimes beautiful sometimes really painful and eye-opening and believe it or not something i think that's different that i've noticed at least about being a queer woman is that no matter what from a lot of different people in many different communities you're still a woman and the experience of being a woman is unique on this planet you already have you know for example i feel like a lot of men see queer women as like this hot experiment that, you know, is like a kink or turns them on yeah, sexually. Yeah, women like, in general are seen as an object on the earth that's meant to exist for men's pleasure. I mean, this is like, we see this everywhere today in the way that media is presented, in the way that women are represented, in the way that gender roles are commonly viewed, in religion, as far back as anyone can date. I um, mean, we literally couldn't vote. <laughs> you know <laughs> people are like that was a million years ago i was like no, no it wasn't it sweetie really wasn't. yeah no it wasn't so uh, anyway those you know experiences together and feeling like completely invalidated by so many people not only your relationship but warping it into some weird sexual thing you know which is another thing that i've faced and i've seen people face in the queer community and you know what it's way more fun over here with, it is with all the so kink and glitter funny. baby and not the glitter <laughs> glitter's a mess to clean up i mean glitter's great but yes it is a mess <laughs> to clean up yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of misconceptions about the lesbian experience i mean there has been places throughout history where lesbianism has been exploited for profit I mean, just recently, there was an article, remember, a couple of months ago, I was so uh, outraged by the New York Post that wrote, lesbianism is a new fashion, you know? Yeah, like why people are dressing like lesbians. Like lesb and like, what? what does that even mean? What, what does it mean? <laughs> I don't understand that because it's a sexual orientation. It has nothing to do with how we express ourselves, with how we dress, with well, how we look. You know, there's a spectrum of lesbians. I mean, this is my lived experience. I cannot tell you how many times i've heard when somebody finds out that i'm gay because i don't hide this at all but it's not something that i introduce in the first few words of meeting me it's a part of my life it's not all of who i am 
And so when the conversation naturally takes the turn where I probably mention you as my partner or whatever, and somebody realizes that I'm gay, they're always like, oh, wow, I would have never thought because I'm more feminine. I'm a femme. Yeah, there's there's a there's a range of lesbianism and it's not, you know, a token to cash in for some kind of positive advertising. It's not something that you can objectify. There are so many different beautiful kinds of human beings that are a part of our community, not only the lesbian community. You said something really important, which bothers me a lot too, that I feel like as a queer woman, I have to fall within what makes somebody else comfortable so yeah like you can be gay and you can like women but i still want you to look hot and like don't dress like a guy and don't look butch oh my god that's like the latin the latin cultural obsession yes. is like masculine presenting lesbians yes. they like, despise them yeah which is that that woman wants to be a man and no like also at all. like <laughs> why do you why are you so fixated on the details of what makes us who we are. That's what makes us special. That that shows me that that person is, I don't know, intimidated, afraid, you know, doesn't understand. Maybe they're dealing with their own feelings. God knows. But when you are trying to, oh, okay, you can be that, but within my box, that's where I feel like a lot of dangerous stuff starts too. Yeah. Because then on the receiving end, I, I hate for people to feel like, oh, I have to slither in these certain lines you know, if I want to live comfortably, you know, like I have to be femme, you know, if I want to be treated by men a certain way, even though I'm gay, you know what I mean? And I've seen it. I've seen specifically in Miami, you know, like where a very mask butch presenting lesbian, you know, <laughs> has problems with the family because, oh, you're just trying to be a man. You're just trying to be right. a man. Like it's like almost as if they separate the sexuality component because that can be for them separate it from like what they want a woman to, to roll, be. what, yeah, what roles they, they want them to fill. Right. You know what I mean? And that makes right. me super uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I mean, there's, I think just in general, lesbianism is misrepresented. I think a big part of that is because there are not a lot of spaces <laughs> that are held for lesbians. Oh um, yeah. Not just obviously in media in a way that's not sexual or not a novelty act, but even in real life, I mean, it's a fact that lesbian bars are on the decline and have been for decades now. And there are less and less lesbian spaces or, you know, queer centered spaces. There's a lot of male dominated queer spaces, not many that dedicate themselves to to women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even in movies like do you remember the, the movie The Kids Are All Right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, Moore played one of the parents. Mm -hmm. That movie was directed by a lesbian, or a, at least a woman who's married to a woman. I don't know her actual orientation, but um, that movie f infuriated me because the climax of the film was that Julianne Moore has an affair with a man. Yeah. And I felt like, wow, here's the first time that I'm seeing really in like a major picture, le a lesbian family represented in this way and boom and look, she sleeps with a man like that was that was horrible <laughs> well, that's another thing they Pissed think me oh off. you're just a lesbian because you know you haven't had good let's get into it i love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles because life happens baby but you got this hi there 
I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. There's a lot of stereotypes well, of le- of lesbianism. Not only that, uh, before we get to the stereotypes, which are really important, the representation, right? I was reading uh, the other day in my research for this that the L word is actually one of the biggest used phrases because you know how there's like uh, dating apps now that are like for specific things? Right. So they take data from those apps and they can see, which is creepy and scary. So be careful out there if you're like Christian dating Mingo Thank God we're not on dating apps. <laughs> hey, people are on dating apps now to make friends, which is pretty cool. Do you have a Tinder, Germany? No, no. But I know a lot of people who do and like make friends that way. Now I'm going to be skeptical. I mean, you could just stay Google tuned or, next or week where it. I will reveal if Jem has a t- uh, secret. Uh, I mean, I had Tinder. a Tinder. <gasps> but like. Before you. <laughs> like you said, you know where your bed is and I know where mine is. Aye. Um, anyway, so the L word yeah. was one of the most used phrases amongst queer women or lesbian women. And you know what is crazy? 
tell me this is true or not. And I want to hear from y'all out there. Um, I feel like it's like a rite of passage. You handed it down <laughs> to me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And like, yeah, but you know what? It is. That is the only show or representation where it's mostly a queer female dominated space, you know, not right. always. Now it's come back. Like even when you have, like I remember in Grey's Anatomy, they had, uh, oh my God, Callie and the blonde lady, Arizona. They were a gay couple. And um, it was incredible too, because I was like, wow, this is, you know, the first time that I saw it and I was already older. Now I'm so happy that kids have a lot more, at least if it's one gay couple, it's better than no gay couple. Right. You know, right. we need more lesbian spaces, more lesbian shows. <laughs> yeah. Sign us up. <laughs> hey, maybe we can create them. It'll just make everybody happier. There are some, you know, some more stereotypes that exist for lesbians and i think that we can help our audience to debunk or or bunk. verify <laughs> or bunk is that it welcome to mythbusters <laughs> i'm m i'm jem and we have absolutely no qualifications <laughs> <laughs> okay so we've talked about you know masculine and feminine roles but mm -hmm. there's a lot of There's a lot of stereotypes for lesbians and masculine and feminine roles. A lot of the times, what's your favorite question that everybody asks? You and I are going to fight. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Who's the man? Uh, okay, that really bothers me. I know it does. They look at a gay couple, and again, to make them comfortable, right? But sometimes you do this to me, and I tell you that it bothers me. What? They say, oh, well, you're the, you're the guy in the relationship, you know, and you're the girl. The other day, somebody that we love dearly told us no 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 but obviously em's the guy obviously she's gonna have to propose what do you mean why well why? you said you you said you wanted to propose okay but what i'm saying is <laughs> even if i do and yeah. even if i did right yeah right everybody around me i'm the one that they come to to say so when are you gonna do well, it it's so, because without me I'm saying more anything. feminine presenting right so they, they but ask. that's what i'm saying and by the way a lot of those traditions and things stem from ancient things that are misogynist that's one of the things that you don't have in a lesbian relationship it's a lot less toxic masculinity yes and a lot more femininity well actually you know what's funny so everybody looks at me they say she dresses a certain way right her hair is short You know, I talk like Steve-O's little sister. I've heard that more than <laughs> once, which is actually Steve-O. I serious? fucking love you, Steve-O. Can you come on the podcast? Oh, my God. This is an official request Oh, my God. I will do whatever he wants. Wow. I'll lick a taser if he comes. <gasps> Are you serious? Yes. You've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Emily will lick a taser or whatever Steve-O wants if he comes I've on I've already the put an electric shock collar around my neck to test it. Okay, Remember? first of all, it's not an electric shock collar. It's one of those dog training collars and it's not electric. And I said, I'm not putting it on my damn kids without putting it on me. But you know what? I don't got fur. I put it around my neck and they never end up wearing it. <laughs> I got have, so traumatized. <laughs> you don't have fur and human skin is like way thinner than dog well, skin. Let me run that back because I kind of do have fur. <laughs> I'm fuzzy. You call Cuban. me fuzzy all the time. You're fuzzy. It's cute. Um, so yeah, so it really bothers me when people impose those things on me. And you know what? Maybe I should check into why it bothers me. Yeah, you know, fuck and, everybody. And sort that out. But I really think like the whole, it has to be this way. You have to propose. You have to th th blow up. It, well, that's what- Cue explosion sound right here. That's what the, that's how the stereotype is debunked because the masculine and feminine role that people perceive, what people think is the standard heterosexual relationship- would observe you and I in those roles. Now, it just so happens that we do naturally take a lot of those roles. But 
on the contrary, there's a lot of ways in which our roles are, are, are switched. And I find that that's more common in a lesbian relationship than anywhere else. Like you'll see the, the girl that's more masculine presenting and then the girl that's more feminine presenting. And the one who's actually more feminine in the relationship, in the roles of the relationship will be the more masculine presenting one. But yes, pre- masculine presenting is one thing, but then I also feel like there's something important that we can't skip out on, which is how we fix these things, right? Is the energy. Because masculine and feminine energy have nothing to do with the way that you present. I don't like looking at these things as male or female. It's, right. it's an energy. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, you know, it's, and by the way, uh, it's also hormonal. You know, there are, there, I, I don't like saying that there are no differences between men and women. Well, that's not true. There are. And there's nothing wrong with that. We can't pretend like there aren't. The difference is to be equal and understand that we bring equally amazing things to the table and how we can, you know, unite. For example, everybody, we are all in the womb. We all start with vaginas, y'all. Look it up. Everybody okay. starts with well, a, Emily. A, a clit. And if Emily? you turn into a man... Emily, 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 They don't start with vagina. Uh, they start... as okay. Everybody starts as female. They don't start... <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that your, your clit, okay, if it forms into a penis, it Emily. started as a clit. Okay. okay. Penises come from clits. So you're all... You're, oh my God. So I think I'm agreeing with you. Everybody is a lesbian. <laughs> No matter what your sexual orientation is, everybody started with a clit. There you go. Boom. Oh my God. This Two is, Guinness World no, Records please, broken. I told you we're, we're rowdy today. Completely ignore what she just said. <laughs> that is only partially true. The wording choice was what was wrong, but I, I know what you were trying to say. Yes. That's yes. why I told you. We have facts, okay, but they're but unfounded. But now we've gone into a whole tangent. And okay. what I was trying to say to begin with is this. The assumption that masculine and feminine roles exist in a lesbian relationship is not the way that people perceive it because like you just shared and i happen to agree is that masculine and feminine energies are just that they're energies and Mm -hmm. so they can exist within different bodies at different levels in different ways Mm -hmm. and ironically enough it just so happens that a lot of times in a lesbian relationship the one that's more feminine presenting tends to be the more masculine one yeah yeah and people i'm the big boss around here (laughs) <laughs> you you wear the pants and i wear the shorts how's that yeah <laughs> you wear the pants and i wear the pantsuit <laughs> i love that we're just what was it queer experience we're making shirts you, at the yeah, end of I this episode it. with all the things that why came not out of it. why not why not so that's one um stereotype that exists you know we we mentioned that People assume that we're gay because we hate men or because we wish we were men. That's that's the other one that they would that we would. <laughs> yeah, no, guys. So sorry. No, I mean, no. Sometimes just because sometimes you want a penis doesn't mean you want to be wonder, a man. I wonder, OK, you know what? If, we have <laughs> penis a, envy. We There's another stereotype. <laughs> well, that might be semi true in some instances, but it's not an absolute. OK, so, yeah, that's one. Uh, or or the ever so famous. You just haven't had good dick. I hate that. I hate that too. I hate that. First of all, super disrespectful. Second of all, you know, not the case, dog. Not the case. Because if you want to talk about the numbers of lesbian sex versus heterosexual sex, we can absolutely go there. Oh, we can go there. Actually, let's, let's, let's go there. Did you know (laughs) that according to the National Health and Social Life Survey, that lesbians experience more orgasms and compared to women who are having heterosexual sex, that lesbian sex lasts longer? 
Wow, Jem. I know. A lot longer, by the way. What was it? Like 10, the average. By the way, where are they getting these? They ask. They do a survey. Oh, surveys. They literally ask like, who's there? lesbians and straight women about their sex life and they are self-reporting. No, I don't need a good dick. No. So yeah, I've been with men and women and not that I haven't enti- enjoyed my time with both, but the sex is definitely different. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Actually, another thing that I'd like to share, because as we all know, space is really gay. <gasps> space is gay that technically out in space in zero gravity it would actually be a lot easier to have homosexual sex and heterosexual sex because of the same (laughs) mass because you know two men are more likely to be more similar in mass so their center of gravity is similar so they think they'll have an easier i how much time have you spent thinking about this about space sex oh i researched it oh I wonder if anybody's had sex in space. I, th- I don't know. <laughs> They're like, for science! Imagine being know. the person I mean, they launched sure. into space with the purpose sure. of studying sex. Or, or if they're like into BDSM. <laughs> I volunteer. Or, or if they're or if they're like into BDSM, they can like be taped to the edges of the ship. Um, I don't know. Just saying. Uh, wow, space sex. Space is gay, and space <laughs> sex can always live rent free in your brain. Yeah, there's a, there's just so many, there's just so many misconceptions, you know. Another one. Oh, and I'm sure all of us gay women have experienced this growing up or maybe just all gay people growing up where the automatic assumption when your family finds out that you're gay is that every friend you have is or was a lover. <laughs> every friend. No, mom. No, no mom. Dad. I'm mom, I'm talking to you. Guys, we work the same way. Just some of them. Do you want to sleep with every man you see? Probably just not. some of them. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> no yeah that is that is a big one i will say i have a theory and maybe it's not my own theory but it definitely is my experience that before you or at least for me before i accepted my sexuality and i feel like i've noticed this in other gay women you have a series of like really intense best friendships like my childhood was comprised of Completely platonic relationships, like Mm -hmm. to this day, you know. But I feel like growing up, I had those like super intense friendships. I feel like we can be in love with our friends platonically. I feel like that's what a really good friendship is, you know. However, as a queer woman, there were moments where I remember like being super young and like looking up, you know, is it normal, you know, to feel this intense about a friend. That's what I'm saying. I would like, literally but look Intense it up. best friendships are like the watermark. Those kinds of relationships for me though, they made me over time uh, understand who I am and come to terms with who I am and accept myself. But it doesn't always start like that. There are so many queer women that I've spoken to, you know, especially after, you know, having that conversation with my mom on Red Table and everything that have shared. There's a lot of shame in you know, being gay, whether you're a man or a woman. And it's, it's, I feel like it's harder to find someone that just had a very easy experience because one thing is sharing it with your family and the world, but one thing is like figuring it out yourself, you know, and there's no right or wrong. There's so many different ways, you know, to be a part of the queer community. I would love a world where, you know, if you want to try dating a woman, because maybe you're interested, go for it. And if you don't like it, then you're not, you're not into right. it. And that doesn't make you anything except more capable of love, right. more capable of loving other people and perhaps sexually interested in more things than, you know, John Doe is or Suzanne Sane is. I just, Suzanne Sane. But anyway, so 
So yeah, just like more openness because I was scared. I remember somebody who I ended up actually dating. We were in band camp. And not a band camp. <laughs> One time at band I camp. Know. Is that where that saying comes from? I know, I know, I know. And we were obs- uh, we obsessed with each other from the start. Like literally from the first day of I the know band who camp. This is. <laughs> you do? Yes. Oh, okay, whatever. So we were obsessed with each other from the beginning. We were inseparable, like always hanging out. We just always, we had that natural click as humans. And so I just thought, oh my God, this is my new best friend. And right. I'm obsessed with her and she's obsessed with me. And this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, except one day our entire uh, our entire cabin, which was like six girls and one shower, was taking turns taking a shower, and I was exhausted, honestly, and I wanted to take a nap. So I was like, "Wake me up when everybody's done showering, and then I'll shower." We took a nap in the same bed, cuddling, but that was natural to me because I'm a very ex- affectionate person, yeah. and the people around me have been affectionate, my friends especially. Yeah, me too. And so I would cuddle with my friends and yeah, share love in that way. And so we were we were sleeping in the same bed, and then she wakes me up by giving me a kiss on the nose, and like gay, so gay. But even at that point, I was like, oh, like I think I had a thought for half a second, like, uh, but then you know, all of the, and you hadn't had any- all of the training and all of the indoctrination kicked in. And I was like, no, 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 like she's just a friend. I was like, oh, what a sweet friend move. Yeah, you know, like oh, so nice, <laughs> so nice. Cut to you guys dating. I know. <laughs> Yeah. So we all have our own our own ways and there's no wrong way. Okay, babe. So another lesbian stereotype, I feel like this one comes in a bundle. Is oh boy. You're vegetarian, you have cats, and you drive an electric car. Okay, so but don't, don't, let me tell you something. <laughs> hold on. Hold those on. are those are ones that I consider to be half truths. Hold on. Not only are they half truths, <laughs> we're making the world a better place. Leave here, us alone. People. Carbon emissions. They're, vegetarianism come on yeah what is those wrong are things with that? to be proud of i know and cats i'm allergic and you know what it's not my fault that there's a lesbian god up there somewhere <laughs> who literally a stray cat showed oh up on our god, door and literally. like marked us like a freaking mythological animal her name is leona she adopted us yeah she's amazing she showed up one day and was like this is my home we were like okay so yeah they're 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 half truths because i do think a lot of us i mean not all of us, but I do think a lot of us, depending on where you live and what your cultural background is, check off a lot of those boxes. And I would just like to think it's because we are from outer space. Or and we've always been more forward thinking. So now the whole world is just going to follow the gay lead. Well, the whole world has always <laughs> sort of followed the gay lead. Hello, I fashion, mean, fashion, entertainment, everything that you're wearing and all the little things that Artists, you say and do come from us. Writers, <laughs> you're welcome. No, we've influenced culture a lot and then have to be forced to be behind the shadows or well, feel like it's a shame when we're literally contributing so much beautiful art and And it's because it took us a really world. long time to get there because it's not easy to grow up in a society where you know people think that to the degree that you should be dead i mean let's not kid we're very lucky even though we're facing the problems that we're facing living in the united states living in the state of florida you go to certain countries and you'll be stoned to death literally literally stoned to death for literally. for loving somebody else which has always confused me forget the fact that i'm gay from from the human perspective i've never understood why one person could be so up in arms about somebody else's personal life and a matter of their life that involves them and their partner i know uh you know what's another uh, lesbian stereotype that's also true but actually has a really interesting backstory what's that 
Okay, it's that the lesbian car is the Subaru. Well, obviously we saw that in the L word, but do you know that there's some truth? To, there's actually a lot of truth behind this. I don't know if people I can't realize. Wait to hear this one. No, because it's it's really interesting. I don't know if people realize how this happened. So here it goes. In the 90s, Subaru was actually doing research into their market and they realized in certain parts of the country, a lot of their consumers were lesbians because Subaru is not a flashy car that, you know, is able to pull some weight behind it and whatever. So they thought, hmm, why don't we market to this community? Right. And this was a novel concept because in the 90s, I mean, the 90s was a very tumultuous time. That's when you have the defense, uh, the don't ask, don't tell and the defense of marriage act coming into place. And so there wasn't a lot of positive gay representation. And so Subaru started marketing their campaigns directed at queer people. And so in their ads, they would have things like license plate that said like Xena lover, you know, for Xena warrior princess, which is like obviously a nod to the gay girls. Because like, hello, Xena was definitely gay. (laughs) (laughs) Or like uh, they would put out slogans that were like, it's not a choice. It's the way we're built. Or get out and stay out. Obviously referencing like Subaru's outdoorsy nature, but nodding towards gay people right and they found that that like res- that there was a huge response to that from the gay community i, I kind of want a subaru now well, don't you <laughs> don't you That's and smart. so and and it's true i mean it's not that they were trying to take advantage they really did realize that they had a market there but they they catered to that market and it was successful for them and and it was actually i mean there was there was some marketing for for there was some marketing for the gay community at that time but subaru sort of doing that started to spark a lot of changes in terms of how gay families and queerness was represented in the the media. Like in the 2000s, everything started changing. That's important too. That's what we were talking about, having spaces, having representation. I'm going to buy 10 Subarus. (laughs) We don't all drive Subarus, but I guess a lot of us do. Jeez, apparently. (laughs) There's There's also another truth this one's just like a, a straight truth. And, and this is what I think is like one of the biggest perks of being gay <laughs> is that a lot of the time you double your closet. Yeah, you double your fork in closet. You know how much we pretty much like today we're like, well, let's wear these shoes. This shirt, take that shirt off. Put it on. It's like hot. So no, well, hello. It's Mr. Potato the, Head of clothes. It's gotten to the point where your dad is literally will buy a pair of shoes and be like, this is for you and Jim. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, though. Because we're the same shoe size. You save money. You have an eclectic closet. And I don't know what it is, but I feel like after a certain number of years, like it doesn't happen all the time. It really doesn't. But there are some times that gay couples, this is between all of the genders, where the two people in the couple will start to like look like each other. <laughs> well, we get that a lot, too. Are you? Oh, that's another thing. Are you, are you sisters? sisters? Are you cousins? No. No. Just because we have we shower bomb together. eyebrows. <laughs> that's what it is. People are like, and I think we look nothing alike. Uh, we look nothing alike. Yeah. And I'm transparent. And I'm not. <laughs> so that's like a big one. <laughs> but yeah. Um, no. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, what's another one that I really, really, really don't like? No. We don't want to have a threesome with you and your girlfriend. Oh my god. We don't have a we don't want to have a threesome with you at all, actually. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. 
and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You don't know how many times as queer women, if they know that you're a couple, they'll still approach you. And then you tell them no, and they'll still try. That it's that's gross. So we were in Vegas the other day, and people come up to you and they put their hands on you. They they have no boundaries. And then the disrespect of like, oh, that's okay. Oh my God, we were in a bar once. Oh man, uh, I would I would say I'm sorry to this guy, but I'm really not. I would do it again today. So if you're <laughs> out there, hat guy, I have two words for you, and they're not happy birthday. Oh boy. Um. So we walk into this bar, and Gem and I are there, and Gem is wearing a hat. And this guy approaches and immediately like just passes that normal personal space line and he touches her hat and like goes along the brim of her hat with his hands, you know, all, you know, all delicate and goes, I like your hat. Um, (laughs) So he does this, he breaks personal space, whatever. And I'm just letting him talk and he starts to flirt with Jem, who was looking extraordinarily beautiful that night as she always is. And um, 
And uh, he's like, oh, so, you know, you got a boyfriend? Or, and she goes, oh, actually, this is my girlfriend. And he goes, oh, okay, I can have two girlfriends. And I said, um, I took that opportunity to speak in that moment and say, yeah, and uh, if I chop your dick off, we could be three girlfriends. <laughs> I can attest to this. She l- said those exact words. I'm a, I got to pat myself on the back for that one. I think. <laughs> that was really good. That was really quick. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, but for, hey, the, for those who are wondering, he, he got the quickly point. turned around he and walked away. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's another thing. Sometimes, you know, I get too heated in those situations because you I just got to live. Sometimes they deserve heat. I, okay, yeah. I get it. You know, we're all working towards being more Zen. We're all working towards not being triggered by other people's actions, but yeah. it can be infuriating yeah. when I spent my whole high school and college partying experience going out with whoever a girl that i might have been seeing at the moment and dancing in bars and clubs and you don't know how many times i have seen a guy usually a not even a guy i would say a boy but still a young man filming you bring out bring out his phone to film me. oh yeah like what dog you don't got Pornhub? no and at one point i was with my That's girlfriend disturbing. who i had been with for like three years or four years at the time and it was just like such a such a major disrespect to somebody that i loved so profoundly and them, you know, invalidating that through their one action. I've I've slapped down a phone or two. Oh, yeah. No. And, and that's now with the media, like, you don't know where that video is going to end up. What's the intention behind it? It's a violation. It sucks. And it happens a lot. Yeah. Another lesbian stereotype. All lesbians have slept with each other and their girlfriends. That also probably, like, kind of true. <laughs> There's the less six, of us the in six, the world, all right? There's, like, <laughs> the, the six degrees of lesbians. That's real. That, that, that is, is hello so the l word the, the board alice's chart yeah oh, so alice. Good. you know what's another stereotype that's super true and i will fight any lesbian out there that says it's not because i bet there's an example of it somewhere in their periphery oh boy the lesbian urge to merge oh you mean you hauling yes what does a lesbian bring to her first date what herself what does she bring to a second date what a u-haul <laughs> with a Subaru in front of it. Oh yeah, probably <laughs> a Subaru in front of it. Uh, no, I don't know what it is that maybe it's that we just get so excited. The truth is, is that it's re- it really is like dating your best friend because we, we obviously as women have so much in common, and so there's an attachment there that that I don't know that you can find as common between a man and a woman. And so you know, I I, I just I don't know, but we move in together so quickly. There's a scientific uh, reasoning that could support that. Is actually. there really? Yeah. I was doing research because, you know, you don't want to mishandle any of this information. And who doesn't love a good lesbian dive on the internet? <laughs> um, so obviously men and women have varying hormones in their bodies. We all have different kinds of hormones, right? Mm-hmm. And as we know, and Billie Eilish also knows, oxytocin, <laughs> <laughs> all right, is a specific hormone that women emit tons of in moments like falling in love having sex and even breastfeeding you know um so double the women double the oxytocin right and those feelings of connection which which come with you know a relationship and and you know those really intense which is another thing you know sometimes girl on girl relationships get very very intense and passionate because it's just a different set of hormones and a different yeah. way of different love languages you know so that could be a reason why we want to like i was reading online it says that we will it's like a, a craving to be together 
You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be apart, right. you know? And I feel like I've seen a lot of my friends too, who this isn't healthy and we should work on it collectively because it's important to be aware of these things too. Yes. Two women are fire. <laughs> so I know like for my sake, I, when I like that feeling and I, I didn't want to be apart from you for one second, you know that, Yeah. you know, I didn't, I would drive you to work You're at so six cute. in the morning and go pick you up, you know, 30 minutes so because cute. I wanted to be with you so bad. You know, what's another one that I hear a lot. And I don't know, I obviously have never lived on this planet, or at least that I can remember as a male. And so I don't know if this is the same for them, but I feel like a lot of females when they're first coming out hear this a lot is like, oh, well, that's just a phase. Oh, That's just a phase. You know, and that's really offensive for two reasons, and I'll tell you why. Because somebody expressing their feelings and going as far as having the courage to tell you a part of who they are, knowing how the world receives that information, maybe even being aware of how you might receive that information. It takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of active vulnerability to get themselves there. So to disqualify it in a way like that is hurtful. It's hurtful. And not only does that close the doors of communication within your relationship, you know, whether this is a friend telling a friend or a friend telling a family member, whatever the case is, you know, beyond that, eat, even if it is a phase, it doesn't make whatever your loved one is telling you in that moment any less valid. You know, I believe that sexuality is fluid. Even though I consider myself to be one of the gayest people I've ever met, and I'm sure, Em, you would agree. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, I believe that sexuality is fluid and that there are moments where perhaps you feel an attraction or a connection with one gender, and then maybe you will feel an attraction or connection with another gender, and that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. The whole it's just a phase phrase needs to die. It just needs to be annihilated for several reasons. Or we need to reclaim it because I think phases are a beautiful thing. I, I agree with you that sexuality is fluid and I think that we have the capacity to fall in love with the soul and the human being, but sexual preference is also something. Right. I don't think that any gender identity or any human being should be shamed for any kind of exploration sexually or otherwise that it's not hurting anybody. It's adding more love in the world. It's opening up your mind, you know, your connections to other people. So we should reclaim it's a phase. I hope people <laughs> have more phases, you know, like, oh yeah, when I you like go to that. college, I you like know, that. everybody has a gay experience. I wish. Jeez. Funny enough, I've actually met married women. <laughs> I, I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine's mom once when I was very young, probably too young to be having this conversation <laughs> with her, where she admitted to me that she had a sexual experience with a girl in college and that it's the best sex she's ever had and she was married with her husband Oof. at that point for over 20 years wow no offense and there's also validity in just having a sexual experience because you feel like it yeah and doesn't make you who you are or anything i'll never forget one of my b best friends in college uh he's a gay man and you know gay men have their own set of issues you know they're want you know trying to be imposed masculinity on them and all these other things and and in the same light that we're not taken seriously you know they're treated a lot more violently violently you know i feel like so but anyway he was sharing with me his coming out process and he told me an incredible story about how he when he came out to his dad his dad uh you know instead of saying i accept you he said i don't accept you because saying i accept you implies that there's something that you are, oh, despite you being gay, I still love you. You don't accept somebody that's gay or queer. That's who they are. 
You know, if you find out that someone had a quote unquote phase or they're gay or they're queer or whatever the case may be, um, that is why you love that person. Yeah. That's what makes them who they are, not the other way around. It's not something that despite that you love them. Yeah. That implies that it's wrong. And I thought that that was such a beautiful thing and a valid thing because we've also perpetuated this. Oh, I accept him. I accept her. Oh, I have a gay cousin. Oh, I, yeah. It's like, no, don't I, make ugh. it a thing. I've this met is, so many gay people or I've met so many people who find out that I'm gay or we're gay <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, my cousin is gay. I have a gay best friend. You guys yeah. totally need to talk. Like, I'm like, what? what? No. And that's the thing about accepting or not accepting. You know, the irony of all of this is that exploration and sexuality and homosexuality specifically is probably one of the most natural things ever i mean literally there are what like over 350 species that have shown homosexual tendencies like literally by nature mm -hmm. it is natural they're dolphins wow that was really good thank you yes so gay 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 hey i love the fact that we are talking about creating these spaces, you know, for everybody. And by the way, I want a lesbian bar, not so I can go hook up with girls, but so that you feel... I want some more lesbian friends. Yeah, Where not are only you guys. That, not only that, you know, there's a gay bar, male-dominated gay bar in Miami here. And there's we, that's the thing is that most gay bars are male-dominated. Right. And when we went in there, one thing is, oh, to, to make up something in your head, but we would literally get like shoved around and like you're not welcome here and like staring at us like you know and, and you don't want to make that's another feel stereotype that, that lesbians hate gay men that's no, such bullshit that's bullshit i am a gay man no <laughs> you kind of are <laughs> oh lord you and i we don't talk about the fact that we're gay when we're at home when we're going about our life we're not you know hyper analyzing the dynamics of our relationship based on the fact that we're gay and feeling the need to overcompensate. We're just a couple who loves each other, who loves doing a variety of things. Yeah. It's literally the same. We fight about the trash and who leaves their clothes on the floor instead of in the hamper. I feel like that's a big <laughs> misconception. People will be like, Oh, gay people. All they want to do is talk about gay, gay and they're, you know, and all this and all their friends are gay. And first of all, it doesn't matter. And second of all, it feels like you want to come join. So, this is my invitation. Come, no. come to the gay side. We got no. we got vegan cookies. No. No? You're not invited. I'm not invited? No, they're not invited. They're not invited. No. Like we're out of tickets? Yep. Ah. Well, don't be a new batch. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's the thing is like, you know, it's an inviting space. We're free over here, baby. And it took us a long time to get here and a lot of hard work to get here. And so we own that space that we claim. That's right. We don't care if you don't like our glitter. We don't care if you don't like our feathers. We don't care if you don't like it, if we're stuck up, if we're dry, if we're boring, if we're vanilla, if we're mainstream. We don't care because we just are. And we don't need your permission to do so. Thank you. The crowd goes wild. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> You don't need permission to do so and like being free, regardless, take sexuality out of, out of it. If there's something in your life that's caging you, freedom is the most valuable thing you can have as a human being. Yes, so it rock is. it. Rock it. Rock Proudly. your rainbow freedom. Yeah. <laughs> gay. We're colorful over here. Oh, gay, gay. <laughs> gay, gay, gay. Oh, gay, gay. <laughs> you're going to start doing that. Oh, bye, gay, gay. Just like, gay, gay, gay. Okay. gay, gay. It's, you start laughing, you're just like, gay, 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 gay
the next generation is not going to have the trouble that you and I had in our in their coming out experience. I mean, we just saw it with a member of my intimate family and it was mind boggling. And I was so proud and so happy that this person was able to stand up in the way that they did. So proud of them. I know. And I would have just never had do the balls. it like, yeah, balls <laughs> to the wall. Like, hey, guys, by the way, has something to tell you I'm gay like that for me it was a lot more difficult for you. It was a lot more difficult. And I love that. I hope that we've paved the way and I hope that they continue to pave the way because it, the fight is not over. It, it's merely just begun. We have a lot more to go. I think that kids nowadays are impressing me in a lot of ways when it comes to this topic. You know, yeah. people walking out of schools and, you know, even young people. Hello, th- the rise of lesbian stars. Oh, yeah. In the music scene. Thank you, TikTok, for this. Yeah. I mean, like Fletcher, Dove Cameron, Haley Kiyoko. I mean, I'm. You've I'm got those proud. right in the clip. <laughs> yeah, girl, I'm proud. I'm proud. Shout out to you ladies, man. You know, we didn't have you when we were listening to rock bands. I mean, we still we still idolized our people. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff in the future, but there's still a lot to do. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. We're very proud wink wink (laughs) to have (laughs) gone on it with you and the month of june is notoriously pride month so if you have a pride in your city whether you identify as a member of the lgbtq plus community or you know somebody or even if you don't go out there it's a lot of fun it's a lot of joy it's a lot of colorfulness uh support your local organizations you know where there are a lot of great causes out there that are working towards a lot of things you know there there's an underrepresented youth there's still a dark part to all of this and there's you know a large part of the population who is struggling with with this part of their identity and unfortunately their mental health suffers as a result of it so be happy be who you are and do it unapologetically sickening that's it Hashtag work. Hashtag pride. Hashtag gay, 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 And one more thing. We would love to hear from you. So if you go on our website, www.inourownworldpod.com, you will see a contact phone number there where you can call and leave a voicemail and let us know what you think. Ask us some questions and maybe you'll be featured on an episode. Who knows? Well, this concludes today's flight. But as we all know, and in our own world, we've got flights for days. So book your ticket for next week and strap in. Or strap on. Oh, shit. (laughs) Either will do. Clearly appropriate. (laughs) And happy pride, everybody. Yeah. Woo. Gay. Last one. Sorry, that was the last one. Gay. This is a Moonflower production in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts, visit the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 